Welcome to episode 31 of What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. The second round of the playoffs is delivering big time. So much to talk about. Plus, we've got a whole bunch of Kraken news. We actually have some Kraken news, NHL news. We're going to talk about the Kraken pod injury report. I have a, I had a gruesome injury uh, because of an encounter with a disgusting kitchen appliance. Uh, and then a no dumb questions. The Rangers released somebody after signing a huge contract. What the hell was that all about? There's so much to talk about. Let's go dive right into it. Episode 31 of What Lies Beneath. Welcome to it. Let's roll. What's up? My name is Jeff Janusik, and this is my friend and co-host. Hey, honey. <laughs> Joey Cirillo. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, here's the story. Is you know, be- Before we start the, the podcast, I usually text him because I'm, you know, I'm battling kids and getting them to bed. And I'm like, I text him. I said, uh, I usually text Joey and go, hey, man, I'm ready to record. But tonight I was, I was, I meant to say, hey, hey, homie, I'm ready to record. And I wrote, my autocorrect is out of control, by the way, and it went to "Hey, honey." So, there you go, honey. You're Listen, good. man, you don't have to explain like your feelings or anything towards me. <laughs> I was flattered by it. I responded, you know, hard eye, hard eye emoji. I was like, "Oh, hey." Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Sailor. <laughs> all right. We're off to a rocky start. Rocky start. There was, there was an interesting week last week too when it came to the pod. Um, I feel like I'm coming out of it. Uh, I think the last two episodes of this podcast. I, I was in the depths like the entire podcast episode, just really out of it. And I'm starting to to come out of it, which is good. Uh, is it this- good though? Because I'm a I'm a fan. And it's not just me. It's it's people that listen to the pod that enjoy when shit gets weird. Oh. Like especially on your end. Where like because I'm I'm physically looking at you. So I can tell when like the delusion has kicked in, like your hair gets <laughs> fucked up. Like your shirt collar gets a little loose and I'm like, Oh, Jeff is in the depths. Like it's, it's going to start getting weird. Three, two, one oil covered horses. No, no, no collared shirt today. I do need a haircut. That's why my hair looks crazy. It's like seventies crazy hair. Uh, So that's, that's why my hair constantly looks messed up. And I don't like wearing a hat all day because my, you know, you get that, that, that head like grody feeling from wearing a hat all day. It's got to, you know, release it. I got to release the hair that I have left. But, um, Man, the reaction to last week's episode, what I kind of took it as a negative, but was it positive? My rendition of the Canadian national anthem, I got some heat, but I also got some love. Where do you stand? I'm a fan of it. You you'd like DJ Khaled, the national anthem. Now, I'm not sure if this is allowable in the United States or in Canada. Like there's a good chance that we can um, that you'll be extradited here in the near future. Because at one point, you started doing a, a rendition of Canada's national anthem. I think you nailed the O Canada part. But then you somehow started to do like a mix mash. And the next thing I know, you were like weaving in bits and pieces of the United States, our national anthem. Um, I was a fan of it. Hilarity ensued. And uh, you proceeded to, you knew a lot more words. And I also, I was very impressed. I was like, man, Jeff has watched a lot of hockey back in his day. Because there's there's only one way Jeff knows the words to the Canadian National Anthem. It's because he's watched hockey his entire life. Well, it's my second favorite National Anthem, too. I mean, it's a good one. I really like it. Of all the, you know, the world National Anthems, Canada's number two. 
Yeah, so, you I'm know, you. I mean, yeah. we no, think it's, it's a great national anthem. You didn't do it a disservice. We weren't obviously mocking any countries or anything like that. I thought you did an excellent job. Well, uh, at NHL Seattle, he was giving us some heat. He's a newer listener, too, which thank you, by the way, at NHL Seattle on, on Twitter. Um, and he said that his wife was listening uh, and she's Canadian. They were in the car and she she kind of got apparently a little offended by that. So, like, if I offended any Canadians, just to know I like grew up with you. I've got love for you. So that was that was really done out of love. Um, also, too, uh, a lot of tweets from NHL Seattle uh, this week. And I really like it because he's listening. And he said he was listening to Crack and Pod episode 30 last episode while doing kid pickup today. And I found my drinking game. Every time Jeff Janusik or Joey forgets a player's announcer's coach's name, drink. Uh, not while driving, of course. And I, I resp- replied like, man, you're going to get slammed. So, yeah, yeah, no no driving, um, no operating heavy machinery, nothing that involves any kind of responsibilities. Like if you're going to turn our mistakes into a drinking game, you're going to be hammered drunk within the first 30 minutes of the podcast. We fuck up all the time. I'm all an idiot. Time. Own yeah, it. I'm an idiot. Like I, yeah. I say stupid shit all the time. I constantly forget names. I will literally be looking at notes in the middle of recording the podcast and forget like the person's name. And I know it's right in front of me and I just can't find it. So I just move on. So oh, we're yeah. a mess. If you're looking for an organized, like together podcast about hockey and the Seattle Kraken, this is not your podcast. It's just an absolute just shit show. Uh, and I do appreciate people like Alan, uh, Alan Butler at leave it to Butler. He said, I've been fucking up all season, not listening to your podcast. Just listen through the latest one on the round one teams tonight. So that was, uh, I think last week's episode, save the channel to my library. you got a new fan. So Alan, what's up, man? Thank you. And thanks to everybody else who listens to and, and the new people as well. Um, if you're listening for the first time, Hey, God bless you. Right. So <laughs> yeah, welcome. It gets weird. We're just getting started. I appreciate yep. it. I feel like the depths are coming in, but I feel, I feel good. Like the past two episodes, I've just, I like it. Life had me really just off and I'm starting to come out of that. So I feel better. Like I, I feel cognitively, I've been taking multivitamins and I also started a probiotic and I feel really good. I was so, gonna say, here's, here's a, here's a kind of a strange comment. Cause we're looking at each other over basically zoom right now. Your skin looks healthy as fuck. I'm like, Jeff oh. is looking hydrated over here. That's it's filters. I told you, I told you before we started recording, I said, I sent some sort of energy about you, man. Like I, there was just some sort of positive, you know, we're a vibes podcast. I'm a vibes guy. I just sense like the vibes coming from you were super high. So I was really excited to get this podcast going. Cause I was like, Jeff is feeling it. Let's record this shit. Like, let's go. Okay. So I, I, I'm in, I, I, I thank you. I see, feel the same from you. You're, you're focused. You're ready. Uh, our show notes are ready to roll. So there is something here. Usually this is where we dive into the crack and reaction, but we have kind of like an internal show struggle since there's not much in the way of Kraken news. And we're talking about the second round of the playoffs, which is awesome. So we are trying to internally come up with a name for our playoff coverage, which really at this point is probably a waste of time since we only have probably another month of podcast playoff talk. So we have some proposed names for this segment. Do you want to, I think we should go over those real quick and maybe leave it up to you listening to decide on what it should be. So Joey's got a couple of suggestions for Dude, what I just thought of this Twitter poll after this episode, we should throw up a Twitter poll. Like when the, when the episode comes out, like give it a little bit and then throw it out there. Let the, let the people decide. I mean, the podcast is for them. Why not? I'm making a note to myself so we don't screw up. Uh, we will do a Twitter poll for this. So, so here's the idea for our playoff coverage segment names. Joey's two are go ahead, Joey. 
Oh shit! What I have? I was gonna do a thing. <laughs> I, I got it. Just, I got it. Thing where I don't tell anybody, so that way they can't do it. Like I'm Team Joey, so I choose this and I do oh. that. Oh, you know oh, okay. That way it's totally blind. It's like it, they're going in totally blind. They don't know, but they actually I don't know. I was gonna say they might be able to tell based off the names. Uh, I can't even give away that hit. So I was gonna I'll, say, I'll, I'll read it. I'll just read it. And this okay, thing, yeah, go for in it. No particular order, uh, based off of show hosts so here. Uh, hashtag playoff shit. Mm-hmm. There's the shootout. There is playoff part of the podcast or triple P, or we could just call that PPP. Triple P. Or, triple P or the barn burner, which is solid. So that you've got the barn burner, the shootout, hashtag playoff shit, playoff part of the podcast or triple P. So there you go. We'll put that into a Twitter poll. And we'll get started. And we will this week not have an official name, but let's hop right to it. It's our playoff, maybe the playoff reaction. Is that what we're going to call it? Maybe. Yeah, fuck it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's go with the playoff reaction. Round two. Fight. Which series do you want to start with here, Joey? The one that I totally want to brag about a lot <laughs> i fucking knew it is like as i was taking notes and i know that you noticed this in the notes i you know i'm i'm going into you know details I'm, I'm going into the depths of every team of all the matchups and then it gets to florida versus tampa bay and i'm like tampa nothing. Bay's three nothing parentheses insert jeff bragg and no like <laughs> but by all means oh and by the way so we are recording it is monday night it is the third period Tampa Bay literally just scored before we started, like an actual score because they had two goals that were called off earlier. I saw it as one nothing. Jeff, it looks like this is going to be another episode where we are. Where, when I say we, it's you live watching the games. You're going to have to keep me updated. And it was also requested because apparently our our reaction uh, was favorable and made for some good content. So right now, uh, Tampa Bay and Florida are playing and uh, Colorado and St. Louis are going to puck drop while we are recording the podcast. Jeff, is it still one nothing? Are you pulling up the game right now? There's like three minutes left, and I'm trying to pull it up because I, I have to watch on YouTube TV. I don't think I have the app, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it live. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's one nothing Lightning. And uh, did somebody actually like our sort of live broadcast of watching a game live because like most i'll be i'll be frank is i'm a fan of a lot of sports podcasts and most live watch alongs are brutal like i just they're not they're not for me but i will totally do one if people think we have the best one i mean it was it was our girl maya in new orleans shout out maya the original ride or die she was like you guys need to do more live reaction because this last week was hilarious i honestly don't even really remember it i just really I I, re- I remember being really really excited in the moment, and obviously it was it was Tampa Bay uh, versus the Leafs. I believe it was no, it was Game Six because I didn't think that Tampa Bay was going to pull it off and force a Game Seven, and they ended up doing it while we were recording. So that that was just fucking awesome. But yeah, right now, man. So this is the part where you get to brag because it looks like you know a couple minutes left, but. The, the Lightning are about to sweep the Florida Panthers. Jeff, how are you feeling? Because you are a goddamn guru. You called this shit like a couple of weeks ago. You said, do not bet, like, like don't bet against the Lightning. What were the exact words you used? Just don't bet against the Lightning. This is, this is last week. I mean, after, look, anybody could have called it after they, you know, won their first round series um, against Toronto, which really, that may have been the best series so far 
in in the playoffs looking back hindsight's 2020 um you know toronto has a good team they just ran up against the you know defending stanley cup champions the the tampa bay lightning i did not think that they would sweep potentially sweep the florida panthers i just didn't think so but the florida panthers have gone to sleep and they've been put to sleep in like a sleeper hold by the lightning the lightning are just incredible i mean Again, I did not think sweep, but after seeing what they did to win in the first round, I, I just I just said energy they're so comfortable with um, those, but they've got it. They've got the formula for it. And when one ingredient goes missing, they just go out and get like, oh, we just lost half you know, our, our third line, our entire third line that won us a couple of Stanley Cups. Hey, we know exactly what players should go into that third line. Jeff, sorry. We we lost you again. It oh, was... Shoot. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. I tried to tell you, but it was so cut out. Um, I'm making a marker note of it. It's like right like yeah. the 1310 marks. So it was about 50 seconds. Oh. It was right where you were like, and I said, and then you started going into the reasons why Tampa Bay. And we can obviously... Oh. I'm gonna, cut all this what is going on i don't know i have no idea around. but it's real choppy I'm yeah scared. it is i know you kind of oh, that kind of changed hold on let's see you're good i'm making a i'm gonna here. switch wi-fi networks just in case and see okay. if but uh, i'm gonna do this now You're there? back. Yeah, you're back and you're really clear. Okay, so that's good. Maybe it was that. Uh, I can't find the damn game. Is it over? Dude, it's already? all good. I'm, uh, let me check. 23 seconds left. Lightning just scored an empty netter. It's over, dude. <laughs> just swept. Oh <laughs> all right, that's all right crazy. so you literally said, I said, and then you started going into the gotcha. reasons, and that's where it cut. So you can go, I okay. said, and then take it from there, okay. and you're good. I'll just have to end all right. Okay. That the the Lightning would would beat the Panthers. I just didn't think they'd sweep them. And uh we are checking in right now and it looks like it that that is indeed going to happen. The Lightning just scored an empty net goal and that is it. Put a fork in the Florida Panthers. Wow, cuz they just completely shit the bed. I did not think that they were going to I did not think they were going to be swept. But here comes the Lightning. You know, what's incredible about the Tampa Bay Lightning is, you know, they played against Toronto. Um, that might have been the best series of the playoffs. You know, we we can probably say right now, going back, like that that might have been the best series because Toronto is really good. To go seven games against this this team is is a lot. So what I'm trying to say here is this is Tampa Bay is a force. They know what they're doing. They just keep replacing players you know they could lose their whole fourth third line like they have and then they just replace them they know the formula to win it's like classic coke right uh they have the recipe they just keep replacing the ingredients they won't share the recipe with anybody but whatever it is they just go, oh cool we lost our third line guy we're gonna go get that same exact type player to fit into this role because that's what we need to win this down the cup so the lightning amazing just crushed the panthers sweeping them and yeah, I did say don't bet against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I don't think anybody will now moving forward. I mean, honestly, 
I think just kind of like send them right off to the Stanley Cup final and possibly win a third Stanley Cup, which would just be incredible. I've never been happier to be wrong because I had Florida versus Colorado in my Stanley Cup final matchup. But I love I love Tampa Bay. They are so much fun to watch. And um, you pretty much just uh, you nailed it, Jeff, like I apparently always say. But the thing is, is like this is what we were talking about in the Toronto versus Tampa Bay series. And that experience matters. They know when to turn things on. They know how to win games. And they know it's like the little things that like that don't show up in the stat sheets. And they know how to win. For me, like game three of this series against Florida, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the number of players that um, was that were getting injured on the lightning that were skating off and going into the locker room and then coming out and still performing on the ice. I'm like, this team fucking wants it, man. Like once I saw that happening... I'm like, Florida screwed. And you and I talked about last week how, or the week before, whatever, how Andre Vasilevsky was going to be, you know, the key kind of piece in all of this. And people can listen to that and go, well, no shit, dude. He's their goalie. Like, he's their anchor. But the thing is, he hasn't really showed up in the playoffs. He had an outstanding regular season as per usual. But, um, you know, Toronto kind of exposed him and we didn't know what version of him we were going to get against Florida. And you and I said, if he could get back to his old ways, it's it's over for them. And uh, and that's pretty much a wrap. I mean, they just shut out Florida to to end the uh, to end that series and move on. And Florida's one of the best offensive leagues or offensive teams rather uh, throughout the whole NHL season. So that's a wrap. And kudos to you. You called this shit, man. Um, you, you called this a, a while ago, not even on the podcast, but to me, like you, you knew it. You said Tampa Bay was a wagon and, uh, do not mess with this team and look where they are now. It's just, uh, I, and like, I usually hate and start to hate teams that win a lot if they're not my team. Yep. And I just can't say anything bad about the lightning. I just don't dislike them at all. I just, I just, all the players in the team are, I pretty much think are great. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is arguably the greatest goaltender, you know, in the league right now. And, uh, I'm sorry, you know, in the league, definitely right now. I mean, Florida in four games scored three goals yeah, and they, <laughs> they outscored everybody by like a trillion, you know, yeah. except for the, the avalanche in the regular season. So long story short, we don't have to really break this series down because it wasn't even a series, but the it battle of Florida. Not. Yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay just came in and put a big old lightning stamp over the entire state, and the Panthers have got a lot of things to think about in the offseason. So Tampa moves on. It's crazy to think about, too, because coming off of, you know, going seven games against Toronto and coming off of that and then having to face Florida, like, that has to be so physically and emotionally draining. And to turn around and sweep Florida, holy shit. Like, watch out for the lightning. I, I mean, I just... It's unreal. Like their resolve is incredible. So kudos. I have nothing bad to say. Same page, man. Yep. All right. So lightning move on. And then the other game that's going on right now, uh, as we're recording this on Monday night, is the Avalanche and Blues game in St. Louis. Uh, It's game four. Colorado leads two games to one. And as of this recording right now, it's uh, like it's 14 minutes left in the first period. The Blues are up um, one nothing. This this has gotten pretty. saucy here because uh one of the big deals going into the playoffs was uh Kadri, all right? And if Nas Kadri has got a history of doing shitty stuff and that history has 
reemerged, right? He's got yeah. a huge, so basically he collided with Jordan Bennington. And now I didn't really know this, but Jordan Bennington's out for the entire series. He's out for the entire series. The lower body, the lower body industry got a hold of him. He is out. And he is, and again, you and I talked about this on our last episode. We agreed that he was the key to St. Louis if they were going to beat the Avs, which you and I also did not pick the Blues to beat the Avs. But if they were to do it, it'd be through Jordan Bennington because in 2019, when they won the Cup, he was a rookie. He got hot, and they rode that. They went from last in the league to first, blah, blah, blah. He struggled since then. He was 0-9 in the postseason, but he started to come together. Decent series against Minnesota. And now, playing against the Avs, looking pretty decent. And then here's where things get a little bit hairy. In the last game, Kadri runs into him. Now, I watched the play about a million times over, and I haven't actually talked to you about this, so I'm curious to hear your take on it. Here's mine. The only reason why it's being talked about is because it's Kadri. This play was a nothing burger. It looked like he was, I mean, he's not going to take out Bennington. Um, yes, he obviously ran into him, and Bennington's out for the rest of the series. That's horrible. But it's a loose puck. It's in the crease. It's the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. You're going to go for that puck and you're going to try to make a play on it. And for the the reaction of some individuals, like he started receiving death threats afterwards at the Colorado Avalanche, like the organization were made aware of. And they actually mm-hmm. had to contact like local police. Like, I mean, it got really hairy. Shit immediately turned racial, which is always never okay. And... Again, the only reason why this is even being talked about is because it's Kadri. And yes, he does have a prior history. But if you watch his play, he's making the play on the puck, man. And I'm 100% like objective on this. And I want to hear your thoughts on it, too, because I don't know. The whole thing is getting blown out of proportion. But then Bennington, actually, and I don't know if anybody caught this. Bennington threw a water bottle at Kadri during the postgame press conference. So the game that Bennington gets injured, he's there. Caudry's doing an interview with NHL on TNT. And then Bennington throws a water bottle at him during the postgame interview. I've never seen some shit like that before. Just another thing. And I guess in the world of hockey. So, yeah, he's pissed off. And that was weird. Um, That was a really weird moment. Uh, But that's real. Like, he's obviously really pissed off that that happened. And, you know, look, players know what they're doing. And, you know, I agree with you for the most part. but you got to look back at like, you know, the track record and his uh, criminal record. Right. So Kadri has been, you know, behind a whole bunch of shitty stuff and kind of some dirty stuff and he kind of can't control himself. And then here he is, you know, getting tossed into Bennington and Bennington's out. So obviously they believe that Kadri knew what was up and knew what he was doing. And, you know, yeah, he's going after the puck, you know, but did, did he end up, you know, wiping him out? He did. So this is, this is debatable. Um, but it has definitely added some crazy bad blood to this series. And there already was bad blood because this goes back, um, this history between, you know, Kadri and, and the blues goes back a ways. So, you know, right now I'm looking at this series. I think this series goes seven now because the blues are pissed and the blues know how to win. Now, are they as deep and talented as the Tampa Bay lightning? No. Um, are they as good? No, but they have figured out how to slow down the avalanche in some way. Because the game, you know, they've won a game and they're up one nothing now. And typically, you know, the Avalanche are a slow boil. Um, you know, they 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 might, 
you know, in, in that first period, it might, they might be down one, but they'll come back in the third and, and score like five or six goals. So we'll see what happens. I think if this series, if, if the blues win tonight and they hold on to their lead, I think this, this series goes seven games. And I think it's going to be possibly the rest of the way, these series to watch because of this, you know, anger and bad blood. Yeah. I, I think the game, I think the series goes six. I'm with you though. And I, I completely understand how St. Louis can take this and they're going to turn it into classic bulletin board material. Right. Whereas like this happened, are you going to let this team and this player do this to us? Like an hour house, fuck that. Like we're going to beat them, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm the abs, I can easily spin this thing into bulletin board material for the abs. I don't, again, I don't think it was a dirty play. He's receiving a lot of threats. Bennington throws the water bottle afterwards. So it's one of those things where like the abs can do the same thing that St. Louis is doing. I do think that the abs are still going to win this. Give me the abs in six. And to give some really quick context, I totally understand what you're saying. Like there is a history there. And specifically between the abs, well, um, Caudry and the blues, it was actually last year in the Stanley cup playoffs. He had a hit on Justin Falk again against St. Louis blues that gave him an eight game suspension and it was brutal. I actually went on to YouTube and I watched the hit. He blindsided him and he hit him in the head. And uh, uh, Justin Falk, he was he was knocked unconscious on the ice. Kadri gets eight games. It's one of his six suspensions that he has received over his career. But me playing devil's advocate here, to Kadri's credit, this year, zero suspensions, Jeff. Zero suspensions, 87 points. Um, he actually had a really good piece that he wrote about like, this is who I am. Like he's, he, he is aware of the perception around him and it's not some like bullshit Brad Marchand thing, right? Where he's like, Oh, I, I think it's crazy that people call me the rat. It's like, dude, fuck you. Every, like, you know why your teammates know why everyone in the world knows why, like you can't play dumb in this situation, but like, I don't know, man, I watched that play. I don't think it was dirty. Kadri all year has been pretty damn well behaved. And, um, yeah, there is a history here, and St. Louis will use it as bulletin board material. But at the end of the day, I think the Avs take it. I, 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 I it's hard to pick the Blues, but you know, because right now they're getting outshot ten to three. Uh, they're still up one nothing. So you know, eventually, will will the Blues break? Uh, I, I hope not. I want to see this this series go long. So um, this is going to be fun to watch. I think they're fired up. They really hate each other, and that's what makes yeah. a playoff series great when there's that bad blood. Um, so I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I think the Blues, I'd like to see them take it to seven and see what happens. But the Avalanche, I mean, once they start rolling, they just really start rolling, which is which is nuts. So they're fun to watch. Did you, we failed to mention, you made a note of this, so credit to you. Uh, Gerard, he's back. And you, you said you said he's skating during uh, the, the warm-up. He had his sternum broken in that hit. Holy shit. And that, by the way, I think that hit was also a clean hit. It just was really nasty, and it really hurt. I mean, he had to be taken to the hospital. The dude broke his fucking sternum. He broke his sternum. Like, yeah. that's crazy. That's that's the like the sternum is that bone that's in the middle of your, your rib cage, right? That's your sternum, right? Isn't that right it? in the chest? Yeah, right in the middle, right right there. Just, just he got cracked it. Literally cracked in half, and he's like he's skating. So like again, you know why why the uh, the NHL is the best, absolute best. Uh, game on the planet because you've got these guys who are they don't talk about these injuries and they're out there skating doing stuff it's just it's just incredible to to watch all this sort of stuff go on so uh we'll see what the ads can can pull this off um and i love it i just love playoff hockey it's so so physical so nasty so much bad blood we'll see what happens
There's a couple other series we got to talk about too. We'll save the Battle of Alberta. Um, I have really not watched one second of the Rangers and Carolina. I think I watched the first game, but I really have not watched it. Have you okay. been watching the series? I'm so glad you said that. Well, maybe not. This is not good content for the podcast because I'm on the same page. <laughs> so, like, I also did the same thing where I watched the first game and then I kind of caught the cliff notes. Like, I would pop into the game and kind of see what was going on. Um, but I haven't really been paying attention to this series that much as I have the others. I can't really explain why, but I did happen to catch the ending of the last game and it made me really, really excited for the rest of the series. And you want to talk about bad blood. These two teams really do not like each other. And Carolina, in my opinion, was pulling some like junior league, beer league bullshit on the New York Rangers. And uh, the Rangers head coach didn't like it. He called them out afterwards in an interview. And game four on Tuesday, when this podcast comes out, is about to be really fucking interesting because... I don't know, man. There's a really good chance that the Rangers are going to come out there and unleash Ryan Reeves to just start fucking up some Hurricanes players. And honestly, I am all here for it because I just want to see these two really go at it. I'm not obviously I'm not rooting for an injury. I'm not rooting for anything bad to happen, but I want to see these teams go at it. They do not like each other. And it's for good reason. So and that also will lead into our no dumb questions segment later on asking about Tony D'Angelo. Um and his contract being bought out with the Rangers because that's all flip-flop now. And that led to an awesome moment where Gerard Gallant, the Rangers head coach, was screaming, shut the fuck up to him, <laughs> which was phenomenal to watch as you could read his lips, which is pretty neat. So, yes. um, yeah, yes. yeah, it's 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 something that I need to tune into. I mean, I, I, I don't like the Rangers very much. I'm just okay with them. I want to see the uh, the Hurricanes win this series. Uh, but you know, it is when this, when the blood starts boiling, when it's a close series, they are fun to watch when there's a storyline behind it. That's why like, you know, the Tampa, Florida series is like yawn, you know, they're getting crushed. The Panthers suck. They can't get it together. So like, who wants to watch that? But now you've got like really three good series going on here. Um, and a back and forth battle. So, yeah, exactly. And that, and, uh, you you summed it up perfectly with uh, with Tony D'Angelo getting yelled at. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about. Like your former coach is standing on the side and he's yelling at you to shut the fuck up because he knows that you're a piece of shit. And what <laughs> happened? In, and when also like, what happened in Game Three that kind of sparked everything. Like in case people are pulling you and me and not really paying attention was um, Max Domi of the Carolina Hurricanes cross checked Ryan Lindgren. Like the game was over. Like the final horn had sounded, the game was over. I believe they're in the Rangers zone. Uh, Max Domi cross checks Lindgren. Lindgren gets mad and retaliates and slashes him. And the next thing you know, uh, the bench is clear and both teams are out on the ice. And I'm pretty sure Lindgren has like Domi in a headlock and they're going at it and they're not liking each other. No one knows what Tony D'Angelo was saying. And he, by the, and former, because he used to play for the Rangers until they had to release him, which again is part of the no dumb questions. But he was saying something on the bench that Gallant heard. And whatever he was saying, which Gallant alluded to in a post-game press conference, apparently it was like some re like retaliation stuff where I, I'm, I'm guessing Tony D'Angelo was basically telling him to like hurt him or get him or do something dirty because he's kind of a dirty fuck. And Gallant heard him and he told him to shut the fuck up. And that was it. And the quote, uh, from Gallant after the game was, and quote, 
The game is over. They are not sending any message. We've got the guy that can handle all of their guys if we really want to. We didn't do it like that. And he is specifically referring to their enforcer, Ryan Reeves, because Ryan Reeves is like, he's uh, like, what, 6'1", 220, 225. And it's really fun if you uh, YouTube hardest Ryan Reeves hits. This dude takes heads. He is not afraid of physical contact. Um, he will defend his boys. And do I think he's going to go out there and do something stupid in the Stanley Cup playoffs in a game, in a pivotal game four when they are down two to one? No, I do not. But I think that this is a thing where the New York Rangers, I don't know. I feel like the the Hurricanes were trying to send a message when game three was over. And I feel like all this did was just spark um, uh, a fire under the Rangers. And they're going to come out game four fucking hot. So I'm jumping back over to the uh, Colorado St. Louis because you said, yes, you know, yes, the, yes, yes. the 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 bad blood and you said like the, you know, um, the fire there is uh, I'm pretty sure David Perron just took a run at Darcy Kemper, um, who's in who's in net. So like he was crossing oh in front. God. He was well, not not he it wasn't like terrible at all. Uh, yeah, he was. He, so Kale McCarr was cross checking him in the back as he crossed in front of the net and he kind of took that cross check and got a little liberal with it and jumped uh, into Darcy Kemper a little. So you could tell, I think what's going on there. Oh shit. The the blues are pissed and they're coming at him. So now it's a four on four with, um, Perron and Kale McCarr in the box. Um, with six minutes left in the first St. Louis up one to nothing. And they're looking pretty, pretty good. They got something going on here. They got to get some more shots on goal, though. They're still getting out shot 10 to three. So there hasn't been a shot on goal in the last like 10 minutes, which is really weird. Are they chirping each other like uh, Vander Kane and Kachuk when they got sent to the box <laughs> and the whole time? They're just staring at each other, just exta- exchanging profanities, because that was one of my highlights from the Battle of Alberta. No, no. I think Kale McCarr, he, while he may be, you know, w- one of the best defensemen in the game, um, I think he's maybe he's got to up his uh, his trash talking game because he's sitting. He, also, he looks like he's 17 years old. He's just oh, sitting he in so he's sitting in the penalty box, just uh, kind of you know looking around. I don't know if they're if they're talking or not. He but, strikes uh, me as a guy who is like I do my talking on the ice because when mm-hmm. he's out there, there's no one in his position that's arguably better than him. So he's like, I don't got to talk here because I'm going to go on the ice and kick the living shit out of you. That's what's cool though about this game is and now jumping back to the the Rangers Carolina series with uh, Tony D'Angelo and Gerard Gallant. Um, you know, like you don't know what goes on behind the scenes and hockey players are just notoriously bland and they keep things, you know, pretty buttoned up until you see things boil over like you did with the Kadri Bennington bottle toss and you see these real life soap operas come out. So that's that's what that was, which is kind of neat. So it is it is interesting to watch these guys. And yeah, may, maybe Kale McCarr will uh will will flip out and it'll get a little rough. I think this game is going to get chippier and chippier. So once once we're done recording this podcast, we might be able to see the end of a really a uh, good game here. So anyway, uh, I hope the I hope the Hurricanes take it to the Rangers. I would I would like to see a Hurricanes Lightning Eastern Conference Final because the Hurricanes are a really good team. And I don't know if you look on paper, you're wondering like, all right, well the Lightning should pretty much crush them. And maybe 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 that's the you know I don't I don't use paper, so um, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure if I could uh, put it on. So I don't even know if that makes any sense. But anyway, just, what the fuck is paper? Yeah. Just in my gut vibe, which is what I just roll through on life, is that I think that'd be a really good series. We'll see what happens. But well, my you know. vibe is telling me that that now that Tampa Bay is just going to cruise until they get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, seriously, I I just don't. And maybe I'm 
maybe I'm just, you know, being partial because of what they've been doing recently and how they literally just uh, swept Florida. But I just don't see any team challenging them right now. They have everything going for them. And now with, uh, you know, with the bad blood that's kind of already been there with the ties to Tony D'Angelo and the, the shenanigans that Carolina was pulling after game three, like if the Rangers end up winning game four and it's tied two to two and they end up beating the crap out of each other, like Tampa Bay is just chilling. They're on a beach. They're resting. They're getting healthy. They're going to come Raider. I just see them steamrolling anyone they face. I really do. Yeah. They, they need the rest because, you know, they came off of that, that game seven win against the Leafs. Yeah. So they, they need to heal up and rest. And, and that that's dangerous. Although there also is, you know, and sometimes sitting on the beach for too long, you can get rusty and you can lose focus. And what if they go into these next few days of being off and they're overly confident? Although I doubt that because they know how to win and, and, I don't know if they can be overly confident. But Jeff, here's the thing. They did that in the Toronto series. Do you remember what we talked about? In game one in Toronto, now it's unofficial, but there were rumors that were out there that were talked about publicly how the night before game one of the fucking playoffs, that Tampa Bay was out on the town drinking, meeting up with girlies, just chasing ass around town, being, you know, doing hockey player things. And that's why game one, they were so sluggish and Toronto took it to them. And they still end up winning that series. I don't know, man. They, I mean, you have Nikita Kucherov, who uh, last season in the NHL playoffs and a post-game presser was shirtless, literally chugging beers. This team doesn't give a fuck, but they show up when they need to. So it's like, I don't know. I don't think uh, some beach time is really going, going to deter them. I really don't. Well, I, I, I don't think so either. And I, I said it and I was confident with it. And now I have to ride this horse. I do. The fact that you can't bet it's your horse, him. it's your horse. And this yeah. one's not oil covered. This one's oil covered. Yeah. <laughs> this is lightning etch. <laughs> like is if your I, horse named lightning, that's actually a pretty sweet name for a horse. Yeah, it would be cool. I, I bet you there's never been a horse called lightning before ever. No, never. First time. First uh, time. Copyright that. Sue everybody who's yep. ever done it because they took your idea somehow in the past. That's okay. I'm going to totally uh, come come out with by next episode, one week from now, a children's book called Lightning the Ho- the the Horse. A horse named Lightning. That's the horse name. Of it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sh- By the way, they're showing Jordan Bennington in the box saying that he's, you know, out for the rest of the series. And like yeah. all the, all the blues bros are like the guys who are um, not playing. I just walked in um, strutting around and carrying bottles of something uh, and in, into the, the box. And it's just, I don't know. It was a funny scene because they're walking in like, what's up, bro. Hey bro, what's going on, bro. And like not knowing they're on a camera. It was, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sorry. is so funny. Cause like that's such hockey player shit too. It's like, they don't know the cameras on them and they're like, you know, tons of personality broing out, doing all this stuff. And then you put a mic in their face. Like, yeah. So tell me, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, we skated pretty hard and uh, team three. it's like, God damn it, man. <laughs> like, why can't you guys just always be how you are off camera? But you know, maybe PC NHL, I probably wouldn't go over too well sometimes. I don't know. All right. So we're moving into our last, our last, <laughs> oh yeah. Our, la- our last, <laughs> our last series to cover. The Battle of Alberta, the oiled covered horses. Oh I mean, if God. you if you predicted the game one over under for goals, then you're a genius because I did not see that coming. Game one was insane. Calgary wins nine to six. I'm pretty sure 
that was that the most goals ever scored in a Stanley Cup playoff game? It's it's like it's a record setting number of goals. I did not look up that uh, particular statistic, but anybody that listens to this podcast can definitely, you know, shout us out on Twitter. You can find us at Kraken Pod and just uh, let your boys know. But what I do know is, is that again, very small sample size for me. And after this season, I'm done saying that shit because everybody gets the whole point. I'm new to hockey, whatever. But for me, that was the worst slash best game I've ever watched. (laughs) I don't like it's so hard to like properly encapsulate what the hell I was watching at one point in the second period, Calgary had two Jeff, two four goal leads that they ended up giving up. I don't know if I will. Well, you know what? I'm going to knock on wood here because plan on watching hockey for a very long time for the rest of my life. I'm sure there's going to be like some crazy shenanigans. I ended up seeing on the ice and being like, when does this ever happen? Oh yeah, that's right. Battle of Alberta, 2022. Well, we, um, one of no, my, go ahead. I was gonna say one of my my friends, uh, you know, I grew up playing hockey with, and we, you know, he's in Michigan, and we text and stuff about hockey. And he was saying to me, and I think it was a product of this game. He's like, "Man, I really, I really miss some of those old school um, neutral zone trap, you know, one nothing playoff games where teams would just like shut down and choke off the other team from entering the uh, offensive zone." Um, and you know, I think the the league has transitioned away from that. Like in, in like basically what this was like back in the, you know, in the late '90s through I would say most of the 2000s, this was a big thing. The trap, the teams that played the trap, like the New Jersey Devils played the trap. That's how they won their you know their Stanley Cup in the mid um, '90s, right? Um, and basically what that was was like you you just literally lined four guys up across like the red line as the team approached, and you would not let them cross the red line. Um, mm. this would also significantly choke off your, your chance to score and like having any sort of offense, but like you significantly, you would shut down the other team and this made for some very boring hockey, but you know, it worked. So, you know, that's the antithesis to these, you know, nine, six games, which back to what you just said, I do believe we will see, uh, more goals in the future as the league kind of opens up and continues to open up and scoring just keeps going up, 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 which is great. So, um, the Flames win game one and then the Oilers come back and they win the next two games. And now they're up two games to one and the Oilers are looking really good. And, and Connor McDavid is looking pissed off and he just, when he wants to flip the switch, he just flips the switch. He just does it. It's crazy what, he, what this dude can do. And then you've got Leon Dreisaitl who's basically playing like on one leg, like he's hurt. But he's still recording points, which is nuts. Like, this team is just really, really good. Um, this can still be a great series. I do think this is still going to go to seven games. Uh, you know, the, the Flames have to answer back and win this this next game, or else I think it's pretty much over. Um, but it's a great series. I think it's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's been pretty intense so far. There's been some, some highlights. Like, the crowds are loving it, man. Like, the Battle of Alberta has definitely got, I think, the most energy um, from the crowd out of all the games we've seen so far. Would you say so? Well, it's been 31 years since they've been able to witness this. So they're taking advantage of it. And yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you and I said that this was our must watch round two series so far. I still stand by that. I think Calgary takes game four. I do think this goes into seven. It's starting to get really cheap, uh, really chippy. Milan Lucic, uh, who ran into Mike Smith in game three, 
that was such an obvious, I'm not trying to do this. Like he put the brakes on and there was a quote afterwards about him running into their goalie where he said something along the lines of like, yeah, I put the brakes on because if I ran into him full speed, like you won't see us out there on the ice for the rest of the series. Like I'm, I would be taking both of us out. And, uh, but you know, there was a little bit of bad blood in that regard. Mick Jesus is skating all over that ass. I mean, he is <laughs> great tweet. Great playing, tweet, Joey playing out of his mind. I mean, like, I mean, just absolutely out of his mind. And I also like, I have to give it to Brady Kachuk because, you know, he's taking advantage of this, you know, his season's over. Ottawa isn't doing shit, but he gets to, he gets to watch his brother and he's just been pounding beers and they caught him with the hat trick, Jess. So he was walking up to the stands and he had a beer in one hand and he had two more shoved into his back pockets, one on each side. Now that's, that's a hattie. And Budweiser saw that and they gave him a deal. And he literally in the middle of this series, like Brady Kachuk, and I said the last name right for the first time ever. Um, so I'm just giving myself props and pat myself on the back here. Finally, I'm not doing like a Kachuk, but Brady Kachuk, um, he signs a deal with Budweiser and it's fantastic. And Budweiser, like kudos to them, man. Like whether you like him or not, like between this and signing Nikita Kucherov last year when he's chugging uh, beers at the, at the post-game press conference, they're doing the right thing. I love it. I love to see uh, Matthew Kachuk's family in the stand supporting him, putting kids on shoulders, high-fiving people. I'm pretty sure Brady is drinking minimum six beers a game. People are actually like, keeping tabs. Like how many beers is this guy drinking? Well, he's loading up three at a time. He's doing it minimum twice, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. But it's been a lot of fun, man, and I hope it does go seven. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really great series so far, but it's been fucking insane. I mean, the hockey has been crazy. And I have to ask you, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, so if you don't have an answer, I apologize. I saw a lot of things on social media, particularly Twitter, after game one, because, again, total barn burner, right? That game ends up being nine to six. All of the tweets and everything I was seeing was, oh my God, this is just like 1980s hockey. This is 1980s hockey. I mean, that was what everyone was just regurgitating. I have no concept of what that means. Jeff, do you have any idea what the hell they're talking about when they're like, oh, this is just like some 1980s NHL shit going on right now? Was that like a period of time where goalies just were non-existent? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why the Oilers, honestly, uh, was Wayne Gretzky the best player ever in the NHL? Yes. If he played against the goaltending of today, would his stats be as crazy as they are? No. Would he still be the best? Yes. Um, you know, if you watch, you should watch some some highlights from the '80s, and you'll see like goaltending has has just next leveled times ten over the past thirty or forty years. It's incredible to watch those '80s goaltenders where like they don't even go down, like they don't even like they don't even like they just kind of flop. You know, like Patrick Waugh kind of revolutionized goaltending with that butterfly style um, where instead of just standing up, there's like the stand up goalie. And that's kind of what it was back in the 80s. Patrick Waugh developed and and made very popular the butterfly style where, you know, you're you're able to either stand up or, or you know, get down in the ice and get low and, and block stuff low and and spread your your goalie pads out kind of like a butterfly across the bottom mm -hmm. of the net. Yeah. Which that did not happen. That did not happen. Like basically I'm pretty sure up until like the nineties people who played goalie and there's been some great goalies in the NHL, uh, you know, prior to that, but like most of the goalies in the NHL were pretty much just like, Hey, are you cool with getting, uh, you know, hurdle, you know, having pucks 
hurled at you at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, no problem. Sure. Okay, cool. Just go stand in the net then and just do your best. Um, because like, watch half of Wayne Gretzky's highlights. Is what I'm trying to say, and you'll see him like just basically like going around a pylon and putting it in the net, or just like throwing it at the net and it goes like between the guy's skates and like he he like falls over. It's like, yeah, it's, the goalie's like, how does vulcanized rubber come at your face at 80 mile an hour sound? Like, sounds good to me, man. Like, cool, just stand here. Don't try to do anything else. Like, definitely do not refine your game. <laughs> exactly exactly like it, it, it's goaltending has gotten so technical and it's so methodical and it's so thought out and the angles and just everything to it it's 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 so much more skillful like it's not even on the same planet as it was back in the 80s so that's what it is i think you know uh, you know paul bissonette biz nasty from spitting chicklets and on tnt um, he tweeted in the middle of that game, and it's so true. If you've ever played beer league hockey, he said, this is a beer league hockey game. I'm watching a beer league hockey game. And it's it's like pick up hockey with, you know, just just dudes who play hockey. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, 11 to 7, uh, 15 to 8. You know, it's just like there's there's no defense or very little defense. Goalies kind of like just all over the place. And you're just scoring goals at will, that sort of thing. So, you know. It, that's what it was. It was beer league hockey. It was crazy to watch. And it was, it was out of control and Calgary was able just to, to keep up, you know, Edmonton made it a game in the, um, in the middle of the game. Calgary jumped out to like what a three, nothing lead at some point, I think, or two, nothing lead. Um, Edmonton almost came back and did it, but Calgary came back, but the last two games, I mean, Edmonton's, you know, turned it around and, and, uh, they won the last two. So they're looking pretty good. Now here's the thing is a lot of people are, you know, and I, I saw you tweeting about this today, but, I mean, how good and and I'm just totally taking away, you know, the personal issues from this dude. But how good of a signing has Evander Kane been for the Edmonton Oilers? That guy, I mean, natural hat trick in the last game. That's incredible. I know. I'm I'm just I'm like, I I am. I am literally saying I know you're saying just stats, but I just it's hard for me. Like there's some there are some specific instances where I cannot separate their on ice or on field with somebody somebody's off the field stuff there was something earlier that i saw and i wish i would have like saved it and remembered it but it was something on the lines of like this evander kane story like is not a comeback story like he's never going to like come back for all the shit that he's done he's a piece of shit who happens to be a really good professional hockey player like Mm -hmm. period point blank and I, I totally get what you're saying. You're saying specifically, like, you're, if you're talking strictly hockey, yes, I agree. Strictly hockey, he has been great for Edmonton. And like you said, natural hat trick. Um, you know, he's showing up. He's defending teammates. He's scoring points. I just, I fucking hate that guy. He's he's the absolute worst. And he's just another example of, if you're good at a sport, they'll let you get away with fucking anything. And that's the only reason why this guy has a career. He should be thanking his lucky fucking stars every day that he's even allowed to get on the ice. And the only reason why he is is because he's good at it. And if it weren't that, if it weren't the game, like anybody else in the world doing the shit that he's doing is in fucking jail or prison right now. But because he's good at, you know, skating around and and hitting some rubber, um, he's not. And so I have a hard time getting behind him. But with that being said, yeah, Jeff, I totally get your point. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not be- I'm not behind him either. I mean, the guy's a shit bum, but man, it's just yeah. it's 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 another saga in the soap opera that is the Stanley Cup playoffs. And here yes. you go, like wow. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought he'd come in and be a producer for the Oilers. I mean, he's good, but not like that. I mean, the dude's been a force all playoffs. It's crazy what he's done. Yeah. And 
you know, he's helping the Oilers do it, you know, and they needed some extra scoring that, you know, uh, Connor McDavid can't carry the team the whole time. You know, you've got uh, Leon Dreisaitl, who's nursing an ankle injury. He's just not the same, although he's still producing, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so, you know, the Oilers, the Oilers are looking pretty good. And I just, I hope that the Flames don't lose out because uh, I did pick them to uh, win the Stanley Cup in one of our uh, brackets. Yeah. Uh, I think they can still pull it off, but, you know, I don't know. I, I would still be happy with the Oilers moving on. Um, obviously, Evander Kane sucks, but I would like to see the Oilers do well. So it's like, you know, catch 22. Yeah, I get it. I, I do not want Edmonton to move on. I cannot root for them because of Evander Kane. I want them to lose. Also, like Calgary, just a much more likable team, and they don't have any people that should be jail on their roster, for, uh, you know, to my knowledge. And I don't know, man, like the, the last thing I'm going to say about this is like the flip side to everything I said about like the only reason why he's being like, you know, he's not in fucking jail or prison right now is because he's good at playing a sport, which is atrocious. Is that it's also, you know, it shows us clearly what these teams really give a shit about, like what these organizations really care about. And I hate when they try to make it seem, you know, to fans like they care about you know, certain issues or they care about, you know, protecting women or they, or they care about things that actually matter in the world. No, you fucking don't. You care about winning. And honestly, like, I'd rather you just say that than try to masquerade it behind some bullshit. Because when you do something like sign a Vander Kane, when the rest of the league is like, I can't touch that guy. Like, can he, you know, come to my team and help? Yeah, of course he can. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, we can't touch him, you know, for X, Y, and Z. And for Edmonton to sign him, that's Edmonton signaling signaling to everybody. Like, we say we care, but we don't because we're all about winning and we think we have a chance to win the cup and that's what it's all about. And honestly, again, I just wish that they would be be forthcoming about that rather than try to make it seem otherwise because we're not dumb. Like, we pay attention to stuff. These things matter. And when doing stuff like that, you're setting the wrong message. And that's that's me, you know, getting off my high, my high horse, also named Lightning. <laughs> is it oil covered? Oil? No. Uh, well, actually, yeah. For, in this instance, it is. That's, yeah. why I keep, that's why I'm getting off it because I actually keep falling off. We need. <laughs> it's we need up here, Jeff. We need to. We need to have as many horse puns as possible when talking about the Battle of Alberta. We need to just get that in there, man. Also, so, Andrew Kane, I say nay. So nay. there you go. <laughs> Oh, that's a good place to stop with the uh, with that. I I want it to be a I want it to be a good series. So I hope the 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 Flames pull it off, and I want Game Sevens the rest of the way, which would be phenomenal. Uh, yeah. by by the way, I still have uh, its intermission with the Blues and the Avalanche, and they just showed a stat because Rick Tockett he showed his uh, Mount Rushmore of goalies. It was Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, Dominic Hasek, and Andre Vasilevsky. And in the last seven, this stat was incredible. The last seven series clinching games that Vasilevsky's played in, his save percentage is 0.995 and his goals against is 0.14. Like not 1.4, it's 0.14. He gives you a tenth of a goal every time the game's on the line. Cut that puck in the, in the tents and you'll get a fraction. Holy shit. Dude is so confident. So, and they show John Cooper, which there's an episode of uh, Spitting Chicklets where John Cooper is interviewed in it. And I, I, whether you like those guys or not, um, he's just, it was inspiring to listen to. Uh, great, 
guy. Like I came away. Maybe that's maybe that's honestly yeah, where give some, give some background. Like because I don't I don't know who John Cooper is, and a lot of people listening might not. So who who is John Cooper? He's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and his story is really great because he just like worked his way up, and the Lightning took a chance on him. Um, and you know it's it was a battle for him, and you know he now he's won two Stanley Cups and looking phenomenal. And they just showed a really. Um, they showed like a slow motion, him walking off the ice, looking up at the home crowd, pumping his fist. Um, I highly recommend uh, listening to any any interview that you can um, uh, of, of John Cooper. That Spit and Chicklets interview is fantastic because he's just a really cool, smooth, nice guy. And he's got a like he's just you can tell he's a great coach and you can tell he's, you know, a player's coach and the dudes love him and he's built something special there which i mean like you obviously know that but uh that's cool maybe that's why i like them so much is because i really do like john cooper a lot like man if there's ever a chance in the future where like the kraken can somehow get john i don't care if it's in 15 years and he's in a wheelchair and uh you know he he's uh you know has no teeth i i would take him in a second the guy's phenomenal so all right gun to your head right now and someone's like who do you who are you taking in uh not in a do or die scenario. Who you were taking like as your goalie just for the season? Gun in your head. Who you pick? Vasilevsky or Igor? Shosturkin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vasilevsky. Absolutely. No, no doubt. Shosturkin's. He's he's sucks right now. He's like he's what? on and off. He's not. He's you know I don't know. He's not. He's not. Yeah. I. He's about make, to win the Vezina. You're 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 sitting on the horse named Lightning right now. Your your blinders are on, just like the no. horse has blinders. You have blinders. He had a great regular season. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. That was another pun. Um, yeah, I was like, is that what what y'all? That's all I got. Okay, I'm all right. hitting the depths. I'm hitting the depths. Because yeah, I started to get there. Dragon, dragon. Up. I keep thinking Whew, about I gotta, like horses and lightning. Can we get some smelling salts endorsement? I need to. I need to we get. Need this. Some, we need some goalie smelling salts. I guess. <laughs> need something in here. I don't know what's going on. I'm in my kids' playroom. This is my 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 broadcast podcast if, studio. If what kind of smelling salts in your kids' playroom? I'd be like, Jeff, you need to have a talk with your kids tomorrow, first maybe, thing, or right maybe. now, because they're definitely not sleeping. I have a giant uh, stuffed narwhal right here. I don't know if you there can you see go. this or not. Yeah, so maybe I'll just like hug on that for a little Crack bit. Crack it open. Maybe it's stuffed with smelling salts. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we've hit the depths. All right. <laughs> I'll keep you posted as the we head Stuff into the walls, second the period. We do have some cracking news. We we should should we intro the cracking reaction? I think we should. Let's let's, let's get, do it. Let's get to it. Our cracking reaction. So the cracking reaction is uh, this is is a non cracking player, but I I got that. It's like that. It's like you know when you have that mutual split with yeah. that uh, that X, and you're just really happy for them. Like you just you know like there's, there's the X that you have that like you know you. You see them like whatever they do in their life, whether, you know, you kind of follow them on Facebook and you see that something good happens to them. You're like, God, darn it. And then you see something like, you know, like they're bummed about something or they put it like, you know, sad face emojis out there. You're like, all right, sweet. Um, You know, with Mark Giordano, though, it's kind of like that. You know what, man? Good, good, good for her. Good for him. That's just that's great. I just love to see him do well. You know, it didn't work out with us. But, man, I'm just glad he's in a better place and he's just, you know, good. So this is this is the ex that that works out like that doesn't that doesn't work out because the timing just isn't right but yeah. everything else is right it's like god if i met you at a different time in my life yeah things would be great it's like yeah. the one that you say you're actually going to be friends with yeah that you can actually be friends with because like it's actually amicable and you're all adults here that's march ordano that's what is he the, is to the title kraken is the kraken pod breaking up right now i kind of feel like this is there's like that vibes happening right now we're talking about this like, are we <laughs> Are we like just kind of like ships, you know, strangers and ships passing in the night? Like, is are we going in different directions? Like, 
You know, I'm entering the depths. You're, you're, you got your energy. Honestly, when you, when you were like given that um, analogy of Mark Giordano being like an ex-girlfriend, all I could picture in my head was Geo with like a blonde wig on. And I was like, okay, I need to stop drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That is funny. Uh, So he signed a two-year contract extension with the Maple Leafs. Um, You know, he's, he's 38 years old. Um, He's going to get about 800 K per year. So mm-hmm. he's he's signing for the long run. I mean, he's he's signing to 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 stick with a team that's really good. I mean, the further that Tampa Bay goes, the more you go. Well, holy shit, you know, Toronto is pretty good, and you know, I hope they don't do things too drastically over there in Toronto because they do have a good team, and I, and I I would love to see Mark Giordano stick around and have something good, you know, happen to him. And he's going to be on the Leafs, so like. If Geo is going to win something, it's going to be with the Leafs. So it's kind of like, all right, well, you kind of got to have to root for the Leafs a little bit. You know, I'd like to see him, um, you know, do well. And he played a whole bunch in the series. He had a couple of assists. Uh, so good for him and good for the Leafs. Um, he's only going to help them because the dude's just, he's just so smart and he's such a great leader. And now he's going to have a full season with them. And I think they've gone through their trials and tribulations, uh, losing to the Lightning, who could potentially be winning, you know, their third Stanley Cup here. So, you know, good for Gio. I have to ask you. So one of the things I noticed about hockey when I first started watching it, and I think we talked about like episode two or three, it was really early on. But the thing that one of the things that really stuck out to me immediately that I noticed was how certain players of a particular caliber can play for a very long time and how shocked I was by the number of individuals in the nhl who are you know upper 30s early 40s and still playing in the league mark giordano is not only one of those guys but he's also a guy that he might end up being the best undrafted player in the in nhl history i mean he really is um that well regarded and i have to ask you jeff and you know just you know shoot me straight here He's 38 years old. October 3rd is his birthday. So when the new season starts or the upcoming season starts, he will be turning 39. And that's when his two-year contract is for. Like you said, AAV of $800,000 a year. Do you give 39-year-old Mark Giordano $800,000 a year on a two-year deal? Do you think he still really plays until he's 41? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I think honestly, and again, I'm not the numbers guy. I'm not good with that sort of thing when it comes to sports. Um, that's a pretty solid deal because you're getting leadership. You know, you, you, you've got young, young talent, Mark Gio, you know, Mark Gio, I I should not ever say that again. Mark Giordano. Weird. It's like, yeah, it was weird. Mark Gio Gio real quick. Yeah. Hey, Mark Gio coming out today. Oh, let me shoot him a text. Marky Mark GG, like something like that. <laughs> that's what that's what he likes to be called. Um, I'm sure he likes Boogie Nights references. <laughs> I like that. Good. Uh, Marky Mark's been in a lot of things, though. Okay, not just Boogie Nights. Okay, don't your head. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's been in a lot of stuff, not just the porno one. Prosthetic well, dick, by the way. I know uh, it's hard okay. to disappoint anybody out there who was like, "What?" Hey, Anyways. by the way, when you're writing later on tonight, the uh, description for. This episode, please do not make the title of this episode prosthetic dick. Okay. It'll be prosthetic dick, comma, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. No, I so uh Geo's got he you know, he's got a lot to, to teach these guys. So these guys are yeah, young, they know how to win. They had an amazing season that went to shit, and he's gonna help 
turn them around. And I say the Leafs are early Stanley Cup favorites for next season. And he's part of that. Doesn't get paid a ton. He's going to be a role player, um, but he's going to be a leader on the ice and off. So good for him. Well, it's a hometown discount. I mean, he's from Toronto. I mean, you know, he spent his career in Calgary. Then he went to Seattle. You know, when he was with the Kraken on that one-year deal, deal, he was making $5,400,000 in that one year. Mm-hmm. They got him at $800,000 per year. He took the hometown mm-hmm. discount. I understand why he's doing it. As much as I love to, you know, hate on the lease, because my first thing was is to talk shit on the lease. And I, the quote from Super Troopers popped in my mind, and it was desperation is a stinky cologne. <laughs> and um, that's all I could think about when I'm like, really? Like, he's going to be 39 here soon. But I, I root for Gio. Like, I love him to death. Yeah. Eight goals and 27 assists in 75 games this season between Seattle and Toronto. He's a veteran presence. They want him there. He's only going to continue to build chemistry and be a really important part of that team. So, I don't root for the least, but I root for Gio. Yep. Yep. So some, some actual Kraken news. Good luck to, to Mark. We'll be watching him. Um, some other Kraken news is a top score has been signed by the Seattle Kraken. Uh, it was confirmed in, in a text message from, from Ronnie Francis. The top score from Slovakia's professional league has signed with the Kraken and will start next season with the, uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds in California. And that is Samuel Bucek. Busek? Bucek. We always like their names. They look like they're so easy to enunciate. And they're not. So who knows? But Bucek uh, sounds appropriate. I think so. I'm going to go with Bucek. Okay. You this know, is I'm- where the drinking game that was created where we fuck up people's names or we forget them. This is the part where everyone starts doing, you know, shots or drinking a beer. So if you're still listening, you're in the depths, feel free to tilt one back. Yeah. At NHL Seattle. That's the, that's the dude who was saying, there you go. so there you go. That's the drinking game. I think, so I, my, my last name is Januzic, um, but the, the, the S and the Z together kind of make a ch sound. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really Janacek, uh, in, in Polish. Um, so, Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's what my, you know, grandfather would say is Janacek, but, you know, we Americanized it and it's uh, Januzic. So, I'm going to go with Bucek. But anyway, the guy's pretty solid. Um, and he's now going to play for the the Firebirds next season. And he could be in a Kraken jersey at some point, which is great. So, that's good news. He's also fucking huge. And, you know, kudos to you on these notes here. But, dude, a 6'3, 205-pound wing. Like, mm-hmm. he's bigger than the defensemen that the Kraken are looking at to take in the draft. <laughs> like, I mean, just think about that. I'm, I'm trying to put that size into context. He's not small. So, yeah, really yep. excited. Awesome news. And on a quick side note, um, I've given in, Jeff. You know, at first we talked about the Coachella Valley Firebirds, their logo. And I was kind of meh on the fence. I'm in love with it. Like, the more I look at it, I'm like, I need to get me that merch. I, I need to get me, like, a hoodie, like the all-black one with, like, the Firebirds logo on the front. I need that shit. It's awesome, dude. I mean, like, you kind of think like, you know, fire and th- it's like, that's kind of like rise from the ashes and the eyes blue, like the Kraken and all that. I love it, man. I love, I love everything. I, I love all the details about it are, are perfect. It's, it's well done. It's well done. Uh, yes. You know, like I don't really, you know, I don't know the, the, the area, you know, the Coachella Valley in California looks, you know, a little drab, but man. Pretty sweet hockey hockey team out there. Speak, speaking of sweet hockey teams, I had wanted to throw this in here too. There's some pretty awesome uh, hockey happening in Seattle. The Thunderbirds are in the Western Conference Championship of the WHL, and uh, they are tied up 1-1 in their best-of-seven series um, 
against the Kamloops Blazers. So, you know, good for the the Thunderbirds. It's awesome to see. And what's cool is like when you, um, you know, on game days for the Thunderbirds, um, when you dive into our Twitter feed, uh, what lies beneath Twitter feed at Kraken pod, uh, it's cool to see all the people who are into the Kraken tweeting about the, uh, the T-Birds, which is pretty sweet. So I would be remiss if I did not mention Erica Kiesler. Er, uh, shout out Erica. She's been like an original supporter of ours since episode one. Um, and she, holy shit, like she runs circles. I mean, I can't speak for you, but around me in my hockey knowledge. But I mentioned her because she is a oh, serious. She's running circles serious. around you. She's running like laps around you. No, no, well, I'm telling you, like specifically, like, but Seattle Thunderbirds. Like she is a diehard Thunderbirds fan. Um, and so a lot of the Thunderbirds stuff that I see as far as updates comes from her. I think her like Twitter is Erica Barry or something like that. Um, I'm forgetting. I apologize. But I have to give her a shout out because she's been such a huge supporter of our podcast and a big reason why I'm able to keep up with uh, Thunderbirds action is because of everything that she is sharing. So, um, you know, everything it's reciprocal. Like I, I appreciate that she listens to us and in turn, I get to, you know, be selfish and, uh, digest all the things that she shares about the Thunderbirds. Cause I admittedly don't follow them that closely. Yeah. Obviously not living back home in Washington state. So it means a lot, dude. Um, and I wasn't taking away from Erica here cause I, I same way, same way. Really awesome. Um, watching the St. Louis, um, Colorado game. Oh yeah. Did, did Colorado just tie it up? I think they just tied it up. Come on, on. seriously. Don't do yep. that to me. Yep. It's one, one. They just tied it up. Um, and they what? just, what is terrible. Oh, Codrick scored. Two things, two sorry, things. No, I'm sorry. Two things is they just showed, and I was looking this up. I was looking up their, who their goalie, their backup goalie, uh, Ville Husso. Yeah. Is his name. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, it, they just showed on TNT, um, 17 shot, you know, 17 saves and 17 shots. And on the 18th shot, they scored a goal. They jinxed him. They screwed him over with a big old graphic showing Vila Huso. Uh, and then like the next shot was a Colorado avalanche goal. They totally screwed him over. This is like when Drieger was on his way to getting a shutout. And I jokingly tweeted out, I was like, Hey, are we not going to talk about this? Like going to the third, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. And then they ended up, he get he got scored on the third period. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. That's exactly what they just did to him. Like, you you cannot jinx it. It's like when a when a pitcher is throwing a no hitter, you leave that person alone. When they you know when they go to the dugout, when you know your team's on offense and they're batting, um, you let that pitcher sit by themselves. No one talks to them. Like that person's in the zone, you let that go. Jeff, I have to say something really quick, actually, that um, we don't have notes on, and I wanted to share with you um, without kind of like any advanced warning. I had a revelation, and I actually texted my friend back in Colorado this. Damn. And my revelation is this. I this this is this is a big deal for me to admit. I am enjoying, and I believe in the future this will continue. Give me the NHL playoffs over the NBA playoffs any day. That's pretty me, big. For me, this is a big deal. And the reason why it's a big deal is because for my entire life, I've been a diehard basketball fan. I grew up with the Sonics when they moved to Oklahoma. Uh, my heart was ripped out of my chest. And then I started doing the thing where I was like kind of following players, but I've always followed the NBA really closely. I never watched hockey until the Seattle Kraken gave me an excuse to do so. I tweeted this out the other day because I was watching, I was watching hockey. And then I went to, you know, go see the score of the, of the game that was on. And it was such a blowout. And then I'm looking at like the statistics and the NBA playoffs in particular this season. And most of the games have been double digit blowouts. In fact, I'm looking at 
the score right now of the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And it's a 22-point game with four minutes left in the fucking fourth quarter. And that really upsets me because when I go on and I and I go on to social media, again, I'm particularly referencing Twitter, and all I see is people talking about basketball. And now my mind has completely flipped to where I see stuff like this, and I'm like, uh-huh. how is everyone talking about a game that is a complete blowout? It's a non-contest. And there's also an NHL playoff game that is either close or in this particular case is tied 1-1. I don't understand it. The NHL playoffs have been fantastic. In round one, we had five. Five games go to a game seven, and two of those games went into overtime. And yet all I see is love for the NBA. And I know that the NHL can do a lot to grow the game. And I'm really excited for the future of it. But I have to say that as a new hockey fan, I'm just I'm very thankful and very fortunate that the Seattle Kraken gave me a reason to start watching hockey because without it, I'm watching these, you know, giant blowout games and I'm not watching hockey at all. And honestly, like the NHL playoffs, it kind of shits on the NBA. And it's I know that and, and, and I mean I'm being honest. And I know that I know. You know, there are it. there are times in the NBA, like don't get me wrong, like I know that this year is not indicative of every single year. There have been plenty of NBA playoffs that I have watched where the games are close. There are game sevens. There's buzzer beater shots. I love all that shit, but I don't know, man. Like just high stakes, fast play, close games. Um, you know, Barnes going absolutely ape shit. Just people hating each other, rivalries built in, all that stuff. Like, give me the NHL. So that's, is, that's what I have to say. This is so weird because I love it, but this is so weird because you are just going on about like. Uh, the NBA, there's no drama. It sucks to watch for the playoffs. The the NHL playoffs are full of drama. During that rant, the craziest shit. Audrey took off his skate and started stabbing fans. No, Joey, Joey. <laughs> All right, so here's what happens. This is this is the timeline of what just happened is um, I, I tell you about the graphic and uh, uh, Huso stopping 17 or 17 shots. They, the avalanche score. Then you start your rant about how awesome the NHL playoffs are off of a face-off in the avalanche zone puck squirts out who comes up the ice and scores short side on who. So who, who scores a goal is Audrey Audrey scores short side blazes it past him. Comes, comes around to the to the to the to the boards looks up at the crowd taps his helmet like you, you, look at that you hear that now you hear that oh then God. you're in the middle you're still in the middle of your rant like i was just like i'm listening to you but i'm watching this and going like i can't wait <laughs> then the avalanche score again it's now three one serious no it's three one colorado 15 minutes in uh you know left in the second so like basically five minutes into the second period during that whole rant, they scored two goals. Like that's oh how awesome God. the NHL playoffs are. This is so dramatically yeah. awesome. And then the Blues went to the bench and got their asses chewed out. Which but was- hey, go on social media, and uh, you know there's a minute and a half left. But Boston only has an 18 point lead over the Heat, so probably pay attention to that. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. This and is- listen, I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other. I enjoy watching a lot of sports, but sometimes objectively. Some games suck and some series suck and some don't. And the NHL playoffs this year have dominated. And that's where my attention's at. And also, that's fucking awesome. I cannot wait to watch that replay later. Oh, it's it was awesome. Like, Kadri, like, I'm not... I don't know what how I feel about 
Kadri, but that was an awesome moment. I got the chills. Like when he scored that goal short side and you, you saw it coming. Like he was, cause it was a two on one and he could have so passed it across. Dude, and 87 he points it. this season. And he's been a good boy this year. He's like great. he's had no suspensions. Like hate him or love him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get why he's polarizing, but he's it is fired up. He yeah. is fired up. He's working behind the net right now. Oh my Dude, God. They're going to take care of, they're going to take care of uh, St. Louis in six. Ah, oh, man. I was hoping for something else. The other thing I was going to tell you, I guess we're officially in the depths because we're all over the place. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was looking for Huso's. This, this, what if, what if now they're fighting? Now they're fighting. What? Yo, yeah. Somebody just got drilled. I don't know what's going on. Oh my God. Please tell me that. Like, who is fighting right now? Can you see? I don't who's know. Fighting? I don't know. This is, it's, they're going after Kadri. And no he's, way. yep, he's getting, he's getting pulled off. What just happened? No way. Hold on. I'm pulling up. I got to like log into my ESPN plus. I can't handle this shit right now. I'm Kadri's going, going off the ice. He's going, he might be going to the locker room. Did he get what? sucker punched? He, I think he might got sucker punched. Let's see. Show the damn replay, TNT. Let's get to it. He's arguing with the ref right now. The ref is trying to lead him off the ice. Like, I, I don't know if he's bleeding. What happened? Oh, I can't pull up ESPN Plus because then it has the audio and I can't play that while I'm doing the podcast. Fuck. I'm watching right, right now. So here's wait, hold on. Kadri get, got Chippy in the corner. Ooh. Perron comes over. Ooh. <laughs> Who's, oh, 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 Perron. What is happening? You got to tell me. Dude, they just it's went. So much like you're doing like a bunch, like you're doing like a Batman thing, where it's like pow, whack. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, I don't know who 89 what? for the Blues. 89 for the Blues comes in, and oh man, he gives. All right, so Kadri comes out of from behind okay. the Avalanche net. He was going nuts back there. The okay. Blues did not like, and that's exactly what happened on the bench. I, I forget who the Blues head coach is, but uh, on the bench, he must he mu he must have told those guys go out and fucking kill that guy, and that's because exactly he did what the they helmet did. tap after he scored. So yes, exactly. Okay. So what happened was Kadri comes out, uh, he grinds out the puck from behind his own net, and he was getting chippy back there. So he skates in front of the net and he goes over towards the benches, and David Perron comes in and and jumps at him like leaps at him to try and get him right just like oh, trying shit. to smash him and Kadri's turns around to pay attention to what Perron's doing and then I, I don't know his name but another dude just fucking rocks him like literally rocks him and sends him hurtling down to the ice like almost into the boards like if he was like a foot closer he would have gotten his head jammed into the board Wait, so they're taking him out of the game because they're taking him out for his safety then right because they're like I don't know what's coming after you gotta get the fuck out of here I don't know what they were doing but he's he's back on the bench he's on the bench um but then um then he gets jammed and then Perron goes in and jumps on Kadri and tries to beat the shit out of him. So like Kadri is under their skin and they, they are pissed. Like the energy of this game right now is a little frantic. So two men in the box. Oh, it's a five on three power play for the Colorado avalanche. So they just started. I was say, those are two St. Louis blues though. Yep. Yep. So it's a five on three for the, uh, for the, for the avalanche. I mean, but here's the thing. If the, message if the abs, sent. And, and I'm actually going to make a point in favor of the blues here. Like if the abs are up three, one, this is their moment. And obviously they recognize that, but this was the moment for the blues to say, you know what? Fuck it. We're going after him because in the playoffs, right, oh, yeah. you're not, not going to take a dumb penalty because you don't want to, um, you don't want to mess up uh, the possibility of winning the game. But the game's three to one, and they had that momentum, and it looks like and it looks like you're going to lose. Yeah, now is the moment to pounce on on somebody if you want to get you know some retaliation, and they did exactly that. So it is what it is. If the Blues kill know, off this, this five this on three, shit. I need to. Oh, I need to watch all if, of this. I'm so if they, pumped. if they kill off the five on three, 
momentum has shifted because that's exactly what they were told on the bench. said, go out there and get this game back. It's out of hand right now. These guys got you. Go back there and beat the shit out of them and show them who's boss. Show them what's up. Don't let this this punk-ass you know, cadre uh, take out our goalie and screw us up and end our season. See, I think it's more so revenge on cadre and the right time than it was pump the team up. Now, I think pump the team up is part of it, but I think it's mostly fuck it. Now the time is right. Get after this dude. Oh, it's 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 both. It's cadre and also get your show. The leaders of David Perron is you know a leader of the St. Louis Blues. He went out there and he made it known. He he, he said, "Screw this! I'm going to take care of business right now." And he did. And these guys, they are holding this off. Man, this Huso dude is. Oh, they just scored. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who scored the goal guess uh, who scored the goal no, again yes oh my god he, I so much fucking he is dancing on the ice right now he's like dancing he's not saying anything but he's he is dancing on the ice he's taking his time he's high-fiving his team cadre oh scores my god. the nba does not have this garbage oh my god what a game this is incredible jesus this is the best sport cadre scored he was wide, a wide open, whoo, man, just a tic-tac-toe play. And they knew they were going to Kadri. This is, this is petty. This is, this is playoff pettiness right here. They said the whole time they had that play set up for Kadri. They know what they're doing. This is awesome. Wow. It's 4-1 Colorado. And it's, I, it's, oh my God, that is probably, sorry, Joey, to rub this in, in your face here. Oh, no, you're is, fine. You're fine. Please. I mean, I'm. I'm like, oh my god! I just I'm that is the I'm loving it so this, much. The the last six minutes of this game is probably the best six minutes I've seen of the NHL playoffs. Like so much drama. This is fantastic. Like this is but here's the thing. This is why you want a guy like Caudry on your team because look at what happened between him and Bennington. Which again, I firmly believe that this was not something that he set out to do. But look how it has completely altered the series. Uh, the Avalanche get a lead. Caudry's obviously in their head. Now they want retaliation. They go after him. It's a final three power play. He fucking scores again. Like, dude, this series is over. And it's all over because this guy, whether he intended to or not, has gone in their head. And it's a wrap, dude. I mean, I don't see how the Blues come back from this. He really is their public enemy. Like, I just, this is, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I cannot wait to watch all of this later. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, this is, this is a great, this is just a great game. We'll see what happens. I think it's calming down a little bit. We'll see. What's... Four goals in four minutes and 53 seconds. Jesus. That's that's what they're flashing on the screen right now. Wow. What a so game. Things. I'm so pumped to watch this later. Man, what, a, what an episode this is of the uh, Kraken pod. Also, I've been meaning to tell you this for like six minutes. I found the NHL pronunciation guide for the 21-22 season which mm. is just a list in alphabetical order by last name of every NHL player and how to pronounce their name. Phonetically, yeah, okay. I, I need to print that out. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, 11 pages long and it's, it's awesome. Cause I've been flying around. Like I've, I've, you know, uh, Ville Husso, totally, you know, Nazem Kadri, no problem. Who, who, who else do we need to know? I, I mean, I got okay. it right here. I'm flying around. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like guys on the spot now, but I'm trying to think of like some dudes I've had a hard time with. Like I got Kachuk down, just had to drop the T. That was pretty easy. Andre Vasilevsky got used to that pretty quick. Yep, yep, pretty Fuck. good. I don't just, know, man. I'll have to we'll think, think about, about it. it. We'll Brand, think about it. No, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's left of this Anyways. podcast here? I don't really even know. We, we have, have no to... dumb questions. We have no dumb questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about my waffle iron injury, too. But uh... yeah, wait, wait, what happened with the waffle iron? Did you pull a, um? Because when you said I had an incident with an item in the kitchen, all I could think was Victor Rask. I'm like, he pulled a sweet potato. He wait a second. I did. Can you see this? Dude, so, okay, Jeff is holding up his arm right now, and you have a pretty wicked scar. Dude, you got yourself good. Yeah. What did you do? And on your wrist? So here's this quick story. Uh, Early last week, you know, early last week, I was getting something out of our junk drawer and I was like, man, something sounds sour. Like, what's going on? What is it? And I was like looking in the junk drawer and I'm like, okay, it's near the fridge. I'm like, ah, our junk drawer is like not too bad. It's like I've had way worse junk drawers in my, my life, but this one's okay. It's like, there's nothing in there. I don't know what that is. All right. Well, anyway, so move on day or two later you know, kids, um, last couple of days of school. So I, I wanted to make, um, a good breakfast. So I was like, oh, I'll make some waffles. You know, they really like waffles. You know, we got a waffle iron. So I get the waffle iron out and I, um, plug it in to heat it up. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is that? What is that smell? What's going on? And, uh, I was like, Oh shit. And like this stunk, like this is so bad. I was like, what is happening? Like I was getting the mix ready. I'm like, what is all of a sudden s- smelling? Well, I plugged in the off waffle iron to heat it up. I don't know what happened. This has never happened before. You know, like, yeah, you know, uh, are we dirty people? No, absolutely not. Do are we a little messy because we got a lot of kids? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I somehow put away the last time I made waffles, which might have been like three weeks ago. I somehow put away the waffle iron. With waffles still in it. Oh, shit. Okay. Busy dad things. Definitely some very busy dad things vibes. Like, and the way it works is when I make waffles, I usually make a big batch. So, like, I have to, like, oh, yeah, crap. I got to go back and make my, like, seventh batch of waffles to get through all this batter when I should just pour it out. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably what I did was I, I put it in there. And then, um, you know, the, the so what I was doing was cooking three-week-old waffles. Oh my God. And it just, the whole house stunk. Like my wife woke up. It was early. The kids were already up. And my wife's like, what is that? I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> the, like my daughters are coming out, like crying from the playroom because, like, that smells so bad. That, like, Wait, your daughters it. were crying. It's one of my daughters bad. cried. Like, it was happening? so bad. She was crying. It was so bad. And I don't blame her. Like, horrible slash, like, it's like we're trying to tear gas your own family. What's going on in here? It was disgusting. So, like, I had to, like, there was, it was sizzling, rotten waffles. Mm hmm. So I'm like so mad at myself and embarrassed that I, this happened. I'm like furiously cleaning out this waffle iron. I like jammed my hand in there to try and like clean it out and, ep- you know, quickly because it just stunk so bad. I ended up like closing it on my hand. It's still hot. So now I have like this, you know, two inch long burn scar that's just completely gnarly. And it's put me on the waffle IR. So that's our Kraken pod injury report. Um, I'm on the waffle IR. I'm banned from um, making waffles. I had I tried to salvage it. Like I, I got out of a giant scrub brush and tried to like scrub the stink off of it. But I was, and it was a wedding gift waffle iron from our wedding from like 11 years ago. This thing is just an awesome waffle iron. The I feel like a waffle iron is such a is such a wedding gift gift. Like that is such a hey, I got you all a waffle iron. It's like hey, cool. I can't wait to make three week old waffles in it years down the road. Dude, I appreciate dude. it. I made so many waffles. Like I'm shocked it made it that long. That long because it was. I'm telling you, if you no pressure, but if you ever get married, Joey, I'm getting you a waffle iron. I'm getting that. 
if you if you have the registry, I'm going to check off the waffle iron right away. So put one I on want, your registry. I want you to pull a Will Ferrell in old school where you give me a gift before and then like as a wedding gift and then like later on down the line for like a birthday, you're like, oh, hey, I got you something. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this what you got me? And you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, but no, here it is. I'm like, no, this is definitely what you got me before. You're just doing the you're doing the re-gift thing. It's the same exact thing. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, Mark, cool. We'll I gave that. you a gift. and No, here's how it is. I gave you a gift, and you try to give it the gift back to me. It's like, no, that's you're it. literally trying to give the gift back to me. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yes, yes. So I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm like, I hated your gift so much, but I'm trying to pretend like it's a gift to you. That's yeah. What, that's what we need to do. Yes, I think oh so. God. All right, so that'd be the waffle iron. So, anyways, I'm on the IR. That's the waffle iron story. It was disgusting. I, I wonder if we ever get a chance to interview Victor Rask. I don't know how sensitive he is about that injury, but I wonder if he can be like, "Hey, sweet potato, can we talk about how you and I have also both hurt each other, like hurt ourselves in the kitchen?" Like, I wonder if he'd be open to that. Yeah, I think I so. Know. Why not? I kitchen injuries. Well, I, I feel like I could go either one way or the other. He, he's either like, "You fucking guys," and wants to talk about it. Or he's like, fuck you. So if, if anybody doesn't think that I'm into the Kraken, the fact that I also now have an, a kitchen injury, just yeah. like Rask, that that <laughs> that's it. So anyway, all right. So let's move on to no dumb questions, talking about this Tony D'Angelo dude and his insanity. What is this week's no dumb question? And this is the segment, by the way, where if you don't know something about hockey, don't be embarrassed like don't be afraid to ask other podcasts might be like oh well, you you know you don't know everything about hockey well then you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast well we totally obviously accept any and all uh hockey fans so if the other podcast won't answer your questions you ask us and we will answer those questions so what is this week's no dumb question joey all right this week's no dumb question and it stems from the new york rangers uh, versus the Hurricanes game because there was some stuff going on where Gallant, the head coach of the Rangers, was yelling at Tony D'Angelo, who used to play for the Rangers, is now in Carolina, and he was yelling at him to, quote, shut the fuck up. And I was like, wait, what is going on? Like, why is there so much bad blood between Tony D'Angelo, his former head coach, and the New York Rangers franchise? So the question is, why was Tony D'Angelo bought out from the New York Rangers? Because he was such a bad, quote-unquote, bad uh, player, and it was all, for the most part, off-the-ice stuff, that they actually ended up buying out his contract and releasing him. So here's what happened. So he's with the New York Rangers, and the New York Rangers end up giving in and thinking that's a good idea to give him a two-year deal. So the Rangers signed him to a two-year, $9.6 million contract. Jeff, he lasted, and you might know about this already because I know he was obviously widely talked about. I'm just learning about all this stuff and getting the details because I just started watching hockey. He lasted six games into that two-year contract. And so there's a timeline of events, and I kind of have it in chronological order. So here's what happened. Opening night, New York Rangers, he's actually benched on opening night for an undisciplined penalty. There's not a lot of information around that, whatever. After that, he he publicly aligns himself with this website called Parler. Now, I know nothing about Parler. I had to like Google it. I'm like, what is Parler? Blah, blah, blah. I Google it. Apparently, it's like conspiracy theories and anti-Semitism. It's some pretty extreme shit. So there's some controversy there. He publicly aligns himself with it. It starts rubbing people the wrong way. Everyone's like, what, well, what is this dude doing? So all these red flags 
start to pop up. Prior to this, though, he's always had a reputation and a history with bad behavior, dating all the way back to when he was in junior hockey. So the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, in 2014, this dude was suspended for fucking eight games for violating uh, their rules around harassment, abuse, and diversity policy. So he's been ruffling feathers and behaving like a jackass for a long period of time, but he's also really skilled. In fact, when he kind of got his shit together uh, for the Rangers, he was the fourth highest scoring defenseman in the NHL for that particular year. So teams kept taking a flyer on him. Sounds like an Evander Kane situation Mm -hmm. where somebody's kind of a piece of shit, but because, you know, they can play a sport, they keep, uh, they get chances from organizations. So August of 2019 through 2020 comes along and he actually challenges a fan via Twitter to fight him outside of Madison Square Gardens. Now, I don't know. I, I didn't look up the like, this exact um, you know interaction that he had with this fan, but he was known, um, he uh, being Tony D'Angelo, he was known for being a dude that was on Twitter saying wild shit. But this kind of took it overboard because he actually was like, okay, you want to talk shit to me? Fuck it. Meet me outside of Madison Square Garden, and you and I can fight. Uh, the organization got a hold of this, and they were like, hey, they shut it down. They delete everything. And the crazy part was, while he's tweeting at this fan, meet me outside the arena so you and I can fight, he's a restricted free agent who is in the middle of uh, negotiating a new contract deal. So to put things into context, it's like, imagine if, I don't know, Victor, uh, or sorry, uh, Vince Dunn, right? I think I'm Victor Ask. Vince Dunn. Uh, you know, was having some issues off the ice, but was up for uh, and had a really good season, like top five defensemen in the NHL. And the Seattle Kraken were like, "Hey, we're negotiating a contract," and everybody everybody wanted to bring him back. And then Vince Dunn goes online and is like fighting, like threatening to fight dudes outside of Climate Pledge. And is like, "Meet me outside, like in the rain, you and me, it's going fucking down." And that's exactly what happened with Tony D'Angelo. So uh, the organization interfered with that. And it started to get worse. And the final straw was he actually got into an altercation with his own goalie after a 5-4 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, there was like some sort of like a weird miscommunication, which led to the Penguins scoring the goal, which led to the New York Rangers loss. And and then allegedly, well, not allegedly because it did happen, but there was an altercation afterwards. And there's not a lot of specifics around it, but it, of course, was initiated by Tony D'Angelo. So the team cut him. So six games into a two-year, $9.6 million deal, this dude gets cut. And now he is with Carolina, who the New York Rangers are obviously facing in the playoffs. And this is a big reason why when Carolina decided to bring him on, everyone gave that franchise shit too. Because he has you know, the reputation of like an Evander Kane, where it's like, really, guys? Like, really, all you care about is winning games. You're going to bring this guy on. He's kind of a piece of shit. So that that is why Tony D'Angelo um, was released from that franchise, and it's why they took a hit on the salary just to let him go. And it's also crazy to see his former head coach uh, screaming at him to shut the fuck up on the sidelines as the two teams are fighting each other after game three. You know, to his credit, since coming to Carolina, he's been, you know, Quiet ish, very quiet. So like, you know, the, the Carolina fans were like, what the hell are you doing? And then they've kind of start started to love him because he's still producing um, and, uh, you know, a pivotal player for the Hurricanes. And obviously also somebody who can get under the skin of the Rangers. 
Um, so like, you know, he's, he's stayed quiet. He hasn't gotten in trouble. Maybe he's grown up a little bit and, you know, he's kind of found a home in Carolina, but you know, um, the things in New York, it, it was, it was, it was nuts, but also too, at the time and, and the management that, you know, had him on the team, they're no longer around. So New York's kind of switched mm-hmm. around too. So it, it could have been, he's not, he was nuts at the time. Um, you know, challenging fans to fight and all that sort of good stuff, but so far so good with Carolina and he's obviously making an impact with the hurricanes in the playoffs against the Rangers. Yep. Yep. The drama, man, the drama, you know, there's, there's just, there's just so much drama and you know, if I think that's what makes this sport so amazing, like there's always drama in sports. I mean, there's drama in basketball too, but like, you know, just hockey is built for, you know, a close game to two, one this. And especially in this league is it's four, one Colorado right now, um, halfway through the yeah. second period, but the game, that's not, that's not this doesn't mean the game's over. Like if, if the blues, which they just scored, they just scored. Are you David, serious? David Perron. Yep. The blues just scored. Horses Perron. Mm-hmm. It's four, two. I think they're on the power play, um, but they go up four. now it's four, two. This game is not over It's far from it. So drama, like the whole the whole issue with D'Angelo, drama with Kadri, drama and close games. You know, this is just the best. These playoffs are just the best. Just fantastic. Love it. Love. It. I'm glad I'm you're so excited it. to to watch all these highlights, man. Oh my god! But God, yeah, it's yeah. been incredible. I feel very, very, very fortunate to to get into hockey in the year when the the Stanley Cup playoffs seem to be like reaching just peak peak entertainment like just so many storylines and crazy games and and all sorts of stuff and i I can't get enough of it i really can't no it's awesome and uh as we uh kind of wrap up the episode too with with the playoffs going on remember this is that the DraftKings sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the nhl um and you can still right now just bet one buck on any team get 150 dollars in free bets if they win so if your team gets a win, that means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still light the lamp. You can still win. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN. You bet $1, one buck. Any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions do apply. Please see our show notes for details. So thank you very much to DraftKings Sportsbook. And this this episode is about over. So that means we can go watch the third period of, yes, yes, of yes. this game. It's only the second period. I'm so excited. There's like two minutes left in the second. So. By the time we wrap this thing up, it'll be ready for the third. And I think it's going to be, I, I do, I don't think the final score is four to two. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, I just, I honestly thought it was in the third period because I haven't been able to watch it. So I'm really excited to be able to watch the rest of this while we make sure everybody gets this episode first thing Tuesday morning. The highlights are going to be phenomenal. You're going to love it. So anyway, uh, if you've got any questions, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Um, 
you know, at Kraken Pod on social media, but we're all over Twitter all over the time. We'd love to talk to you there. Um, please, please, please leave us a review if you can. Uh, give us those five stars if you can, wherever you listen. But keep, keep letting us know where you are. You know, if you got feedback, if you got corrections, if you got, you know, if we pissed you off, let us know. If we made you happy, let us know. It's all about, you know, talking to you on a daily basis and then pumping this uh, podcast out. So, you know, thank you very much. So, Joey, man, uh, enjoy your week and enjoy the rest of this game and i don't know if we're gonna have a car co- i don't even know I, I i never even know you know what what is coming in our chirp of the week which is how we wrap up the show <laughs> i already have it teed up you know i do okay good so joey's got it all, all fired up and ready to roll a chirp is trash talk in hockey that's what we call a chirp so uh joey any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up Nothing, man. Just echoing the same thing that you said. Have a good week. I'm going to catch the rest of uh, Avs Blues and see these highlights. And uh, yeah, man, just hope you have a, a good week as well. And excited to keep watching some more awesome playoff hockey because it's been great and it's only getting better. There you go. Go Thunderbirds. And uh, we'll leave you with the Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week. You know what? We'll cause a collision. So, you know, hope he's all right. I'm not sure if he just threw a water bottle at me or not, but. Wow. <laughs> The poise. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, not much I could do, man. Not much I could do. I'm just going for the loose ball.